Hello again, everyone. This is Roger Pipe from RogerViews.com. Welcome to Episode 9 of our 2022 AVN Awards podcast. This will be the final podcast before the awards show. We'll be covering the last category, Female Performer of the Year. This is the big one, the very best of the best in the adult business. Before we get started, I just want to thank all of you for listening, for all of your feedback. You know where to to send it in, roger at rogerviews.com or Roger T. Pipe over on Twitter. I also want to thank AVN for once again letting me vote in the awards. It's something that I take seriously and I'm really proud of. It's a really fun thing that we do every year. Also, for them letting me do this. Um, in addition to feedback, I will be uh, looking for some podcast guests. Uh, this year we'll be opening things up, maybe do some podcast interviews, cover some topics you guys might like to hear about. So send that feedback in. Along those lines, podcast sponsorships are available $100 for the entire year for any podcast I do all year. Nice and cheap, just a little way to uh, raise a little money, maybe uh, buy some t-shirts for the site or do something fun. So without further ado, uh, if you want to follow along, read the list yourself, avianawards.com nominees. And once again, this is the Female Performer of the Year category. So this year's list, Aiden Ashley, Vanna Bardot, Lulu Chu, Avery Christie, Gia Durza, Gianna Dior, Emma Hicks, Kenna James, Kira Noir, Kenzie Reeves, Scarlett Scandal, Alexis Tay, Angela White, Jane Wilde, and Emily Willis. If some of those names sound familiar, it makes sense. Nine of the 15 are returning. Go back to last year, Gia Durza, Gianna Dior, Emma Hicks, Kenneth James, Kira Noir, Kinsey Reeves, Angela White, Jane Wilde, and Emily Willis. Those are your nine who are on both ballots. Um, last year, Adriana Chechik, Abella Danger, Anna Fox, Alina Lopez, Kyler Quinn, and Naomi Swan. They have been replaced this year by Aiden Ashley and Vanna Bardot and Lulu Chu and Avery Christie. Scarlet Scandal, and Alexis Tay. So nice to see some new blood in there, in addition to nine very popular performers who made it two years in a row. Last year, Emily Willis broke Angela White's three-year run as Female Performer of the Year. She's got a pretty good shot at repeating, actually. She had another really good year. Her showcase, Influence Emily Willis, is one of my favorite movies of the year, nominated for a ton of awards. And I think she's got a pretty good shot. Now, that would be interesting because before Angela started her three-year run, Tori Black was the only two-time winner. That was over a decade ago now. And now, after never having a two-time winner until Tori, we may be looking at the second straight back-to-back winners. So that would be fairly interesting. I think there are some clear favorites. Obviously, Emily Willis, who I just mentioned... Obviously, Angela White. She won three in a row. I think she could have won last year. I think she should have won four years ago. So she could easily be five in a row. Very, very rare any time a performer has been even nominated five times in a row, let alone be in the running. Angela had another good year. Really came on at the end of the year. So we're probably looking at seeing her nominated again next year. Very, very interesting to see what happens there. In addition to those two, and by the way, you can go ahead and take your shot now. It was me praising Angela White. Uh, It won't be the last time, by the way, so keep the uh, bottle open. I think Jane Wilde had a good year. I'm not sure if last year was maybe better. 
for her. Doesn't mean she won't be recognized this year, but last year was really good. Of the nine who are double nominated, I think Kinsey Reeves probably took the biggest leap forward. Gia and Gianna were both good. Also very good last year, though. I think Kenzie kind of upped her game more than just about anybody else. Put herself right near the top. Others on the list, Lulu Chu feels really new to me, but she's done some outstanding scenes. I actually thought maybe she was um, Starlet material. thought maybe she might have been eligible for that, but it appears not. Uh, taking a look last year at the Starlet category, uh, Avery Christie went from Best New Starlet over to Performer of the Year, as did Scarlet Scandal and Alexis Tay. We get to see three of the performers make that jump. Aiden Ashley has been a really consistent performer for a while. Very nice to see some recognition there. Vanna Bardot is a performer. I, I liked a lot of her scenes this year. Nice to see... Uh, her included here. Lulu Chu, as I said, someone I, I really thought might have been more in the starlet category, but did some really great work. Avery Christie is absolutely beautiful. Gia Durza, I like a lot. I really like her sexual energy. Uh, Gianna Dior has been a top performer for a while. Emma Hicks came out of the gate really, really strong, uh, slowed her work down a little bit, but came back this year really strong and certainly earned her spot here. Kenna James is another performer who always looks good, always performs well. Uh, Kira Noir is one of my favorite performers. She can act. She's great in scenes. She has gorgeous, gorgeous face, beautiful body. Really one of my favorites and near the top of my ballot, honestly. Uh, as I mentioned, Kenzie Reeves, I think, moved, stepped up her game uh, more in 2021 over 2020, more than just about anybody on this list. Uh, Scarlet Scandal makes her way from Starlet over to Performer with some really solid work. Same with Alexis Tay. Now, the last three alphabetically, the last three alphabetically last year, we match up one, two, three, just like last year. And just like last year, I think you're looking at three women at the top of the ballot. I can certainly see these three being one, two, three on a whole lot of ballots. Jane did a lot of really great stuff. Again, I, I think if we look at whole body work, 2020 might have been a little better than 2021. But again, Jane's right in there. She certainly could have won last year. Emily had a really strong year. Like I said, Emily's Star Showcase really kind of puts her in a, in a really good position to win back-to-back. -back. And then, of course, Angela, everything she's done has been fantastic. Although it's not a showcase, Angela Loves Threesomes is another one of my favorite movies of the year for amazing uh, three-way scenes. So the the body of work, we've got a lot of contenders. We really do. The three I just mentioned, Angela, Emily, and Jane. I think you have to look at Kira Noir. I think you have to look at Kenzie Reeves. I think you have to look at Lulu Chu, although that's probably a long shot this early. But I think... Gia Durza and Gianna Dior, and even Kenneth James, have to be looked at very seriously for their body of work as well. My ballot, I'll let you guys figure out if you think who you think might be at one, but my top five, Kira Noir, Kenzie Reeves, Angela White, Emily Willis, and this year, 
Gianna Dior, slightly over Jane Wilde. And again, that, that could that could go back and forth depending on the day. Th- those are the five at the top of my list, but you've got probably seven or eight pe- seven or eight performers who really can make a case for it. So then beyond that, what I wonder is how much history goes into some voters' ballots. And what I mean by that is since Emily won last year, if she wins this year, she then becomes the third performer to ever win more than one. That kind of puts you up there at the, the top at the top of the list all time. That that's a, a tremendous accomplishment. Like we said, it's only been Tori and Angela and maybe Emily. If you go back and vote for Angela again, that would be four. So now she's doubled the next highest performer. Does that deter some people from voting? It doesn't for me. I, I wouldn't avoid voting for someone just because they won last year. I do feel like there are probably some people, and, and I certainly couldn't say I've never done this, where maybe you put someone higher because you don't think they get their due. And in that case, you might get someone who, not that they don't deserve to win, but that that, that would be a, a, a factor, right? That they're not recognized often enough. So, and again, when you've got a weighted ballot, you can throw someone up into your top three, and that, that could push them up a little bit higher. Same thing if, if you do the opposite. If you say, okay, she's already won, or she's won more than once, so she doesn't need it, we'll vote her down lower, it could end up changing the scores at the top. But generally, I think when you look at a list like this, when you're looking at 15 performers, it, it's fairly easy to see. I think when you take a look at a list of 15, whether it's this year or last year, you can kind of see kind of the, the top, maybe the, the top third or so that really have a, a good shot. The kind of middle third who might be able to sneak up in there with, with some underrated votes uh, and, and maybe a little less expected. And then the other five that are on the list and certainly should be proud, but really don't quite match up when it comes to a body work. And I think that's fair. I mean, we have 15 nominees for a reason. It's to recognize 15 different performers. And, and I've heard people comment over the years, maybe should we have fewer nominees? And I don't think so. I think this is a good way to recognize people, because otherwise, you get a list of five and one winner. Okay, you still only get one winner in the end. And I think by nominating 15, you you get to have performers have that feeling of being nominated, but also fans getting to see their names. They might not know as much about some of these performers. And it, it definitely helps. I think it helps build a resume for the next year as well. So... That's it. What will we see? Will we see a second win for Emily Willis? Will we see a fourth win for Angela White? Will we see a first-time winner anywhere else? If we do see a fourth win for Angela White, where does that put her all-time? Four Performer of the Year awards is pretty amazing. I think that that's worthy of maybe our own whole podcast just on Angela's place in history already, and she's not done yet. So I think that's fantastic. That's about it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We will do another one of these afterwards to break down. You know, there there is one just sort of glaring omission, and that's Maitland Ward. I, I'm a little surprised she didn't make it onto this list. You know, no offense to any of the 15 names on there. I'm not saying anybody should come off. I'm just a little surprised we did not see Maitland on the list. Otherwise, I think it's pretty hard to argue against any of them. 
I'm just a little curious. I kind of thought this might be her year. Maybe it's next year. So that's it. We will now wait and see who the voters did choose at the Avian Awards on the 22nd of January. Please come back for that. We'll go over that, and we'll also go over the Hall of Fame. And then it's just about time for XRCO coming up soon. So we'll get back into the swing of podcast. Once again, I thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate all your support over the years. I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate your criticism. And I just appreciate every one of you. I also appreciate every nominee on here. The men and women in this industry work really, really hard to create something that we we enjoy. And I've been doing this for a long time, and I need to thank them. Thank them. Thank you. And that's all. This has been the Episode 9 of 2022 Avian Awards Podcast. I am Roger Pipe from Roger Views, and I am just so very grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you.